Yes, indeed, the war begins, continues, and goes forward. And so, Lord God, we thank you that you have already won this war. You said stand, and having done all to stand, because you have already obtained the victory. You secured the victory through your death and resurrection, Lord Jesus, on the cross. So we declare today that your will be done, O God, on earth and in through us, as it's being done and declared in heaven. And we thank you for deliverance, Lord, healing to setting people free from the pits of their destructions, Father God, the revelation of your truth, your mercy, Father God. Open our eyes, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the revelation of your love, your goodness, and your nearness. Father God, I thank you. We bind the powers of darkness that have come against the people who are listening. I take authority over those spirits. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to bind you, enemy, and take authority over the spirits of pain and fear and terror and dread and and, um, uh, being abandoned and being terrified and anxious. Father, we bind those spirits that torment the people who come to you, Father. Let the spirit of the living God bring answers to prayer. We thank you for divine protection as well, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper that no word said, deed done, or action taken will be able to be used at all by the enemy to bring any shame, trouble, or destruction to us, to our families, to those who work for us, pray for us, and love us, that your word and your will would be done for each each mon, each listener, each member today, that they'd be encouraged in you, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today we're looking in Isaiah chapter 51. And verses 12 through 14, I think we're kind of working our way up to verse 14, what we want to see there. He says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. How many people need comfort today? Everyone. You know, they have no comforters. Who are you that you should be afraid? Fear. There's so much fear going on in so many lives. Fear, be afraid of a man who would die, who will die. And the son of man who will be made like grass. We're afraid of what other people think and other people's opinions about us and about other things. And you forget the Lord, your maker. He, it is he that has made us and He, not we ourselves, it says in Psalm 103. He's the one who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. And he says to us, you have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor the rage of the oppressor, the, those that oppress and confine and attack us. When he has prepared to destroy, he has prepared to destroy that oppressor. And where is right. the fury of the oppressor? He says, I'm taking care of the oppressor, that which mm-hmm. is oppressing you. And then verse 14, the captive exile hastens that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit and that his bread should not fail. So mm. there's so many that are, we said it just a, a moment ago, that there are so many that are without comfort. It doesn't mean that we just we make people comfort in their sin and stuff like that, but it's comforting people well, who are there to help and to encourage and to bless. And Isaiah says in um, Isaiah 66, the first part of verse 13, 
as one whom whose, his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Mm-hmm. And then Isaiah forty nine thirteen, Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. Yeah, it's like the pit. What is the pit? How does the pit look in our life? Well, and how do you get out of the pit? And who will get you out of the pit? Many times in a pit, you're stuck. You can't get out. You can't get the footing you need. You're not tall enough to reach to the edge of it, whatever it is. We're sinking in the mire. We're sinking every day in fear and anxiety and darkness and muck. And so the pit, how do we get in? How do we get out? Well, some people, the problem is, they first of all, a, a, people. Some people are in the pits that they don't even know they're in. This is probably the worst kind of a pit to be in. Yeah, and he talks that about that you don't know right, that you're in a pit. Right, right, and he talks about the captive exile in this verse, uh, uh, in this passage, the ones who are are, are prison, imprisoned, and they're conquered, they're conquered prisoners, and they're away from where they belong. And so yeah. this pit, you know, a, an actual a pit which is like a big hole in the ground, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it can it's deep, it's dark, it's depressing, it's dirty, it's it's damp, or it could be Scary. dry. It's destructive, it's demonic, and it's deadly. It's enclosing. It's terrifying. It's it's um it creates panic and f- because you're trapped, you're entrapped in this thing, whatever it is. And it seems like a lot of people, like I just said a minute ago, the pit is um, they don't even realize that they're in a pit because they're so zoned out. They're so, like in this nation, in this world, uh, where do you go for comfort? People are just locked in their circumstances. They're locked in what other people are doing, oppressing them, rules that are being made, uh, cutting off from all kinds of hope or freedom. And so we're in an emotional pit, but a lot of times we can't deal with it. And so what do we do? We just de- deny the pit, ignore the pit, and pretend or get Try used to, to living. Try to make ourselves comfortable yeah, in, in the, the pit. pit. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they, we've been overcome, and we feel we give up hope that there's ever going to be a rescue from it, um, and we uh, don't know how to get out, like you said. And a lot of us, when we when we're in that issue situation, I don't know how to get out of it. The problem Satan sets up, the pit he sets up. Uh, in this torture rack. He also sets up a solution. And the solution is, I've got to try to get out myself. Um, I've got to do something to get set free. So you're on that torture rack between, I'm in the pit, and I've got to get out of the pit. And this begins to bring that anxiety, that stress, that you you lose your faith, you lose your your confidence, you lose your your life, your hope, because we're stuck. I just think in, in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 5 through 6, there it talks about the uh, the Israelites were so oppressed by the Philistines. And another place in Judges where the the, the people of God were uh, oppressed by the Midianites, so they would go and hide in caves and dens and holes, and the Bible says even in, in pits. Mm-hmm. They would go in the pits because they were afraid of the enemy. They were without comfort. There was fear, and, and they were not... Uh, remembering their maker, the one who designed them and who, who made them, and that's the Lord their God. So so what what are so the, what, the what thing kind is, of pits do we have well, here? Well, in, in those particular examples, the people were hiding in caves. They were mm-hmm. surrounding themselves with rocks to be protected, and yet you know, the cave was not bringing them any deliverance. The cave was actually becoming more a part of the pit because now you're, 
you can you, you have to live within the boundaries of a, of, mm-hmm. a, of a rock. You can't move in and out. You can't go out into the sunshine. You have to stay hidden. You have to stay quiet. And so a lot of times the, the things that we think of as being a solution are just another version of the pit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a cave or a pit itself, it's, 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 it's what it's doing is cutting off your life from being all that God has called you to be. We're not living in those, we're just surviving in those places. We're not actually experiencing the love of God or the life of God. We're just just surviving. There's isolation too. Talk to us a Lonely, little bit, Marjorie, yeah. about isolation where people feel unloved. isolated, unloved, unloved, right? Unloved, unworthy, mm-hmm. um, well, isolated, God, and, and where no one seems to understand. Right. Me. Well, you're kind of talking about it, exactly that. You're mm-hmm. isolated, cut off from understanding fellowship. You know, the people around you, maybe family or, you know, relationships, they've, they've actually been... Uh, turned out to be a detriment to you. And so you pull back, isolate, with, withdraw, because the lie says, if I withdraw, if I pull back, if I stay away, you know, isolate, then they won't be able to, to get to me. I'll be safe. And so that's mm-hmm. your cave. You're beginning to isolate and pull back and don't want to have anything to do with anybody. And that's what a lot of people are doing too. They're trying to, you know, wrap themselves around their own little world, ignore everybody else, and don't want to be part of anything bigger than that because they can't control it. Yeah. And I think that's part of the deal mm-hmm. is we, we feel like we lose control. And yet on, this, on the other hand, we're not willing to release the control because we think we're safe when we control things, but we're really not. And so we isolate and we become afraid. And, but the, the lifeblood of the human being is love. And, yes. and, and so when people are cut off from relationships and, and, and words and encouragement, they die, and this is, you know, what is happening because all of the last several years, for example, um, have all promoted safety through isolation, and mm-hmm. people have been cut off mm-hmm. and pushed aside, and and you you're losing connection, and connections are vital. They bring life. Your body has to stay connected with itself, or it's going to die. And the same with a human being, the same with society, the same. We we belong to a greater cause a greater event a greater situation than just us we're not little individuals who are trying to survive this big mega mess down here we are really caught up uh in 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 standing in the love of god in the midst of all of this fear a lot of people get into pits because you know we're talking about relationships they've been hurt so much by relationships family relationships and so forth that well, we equate relationships with, with pain, pain. <laughs> family yeah. with Exactly. Pain. You know, Joseph in the Bible, it was his family that his threw brothers, him. Brothers yeah, his that brothers threw him into the pit. Threw him into the pit mm-hmm. And then his brothers sold him into slavery. Right. So he was betrayed. And I think this is a big, terrifying thing when you, you know, because love believes, love trusts, love reaches out, love gives, love shares. Um, and the covenant uh, of love is broken, and so th- there's betrayal, there's jealousy, there's greed, there's murder in in people's hearts, and so um, we just kind of don't trust that, trust them. So the pit becomes um, a daily event. You're just living in, just living to survive to get through the day. But this is not comforting. This is not make us happy. This is not what we're called to do. We're not called to survive. 
We're called to thrive. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. He didn't say, I've come that you might live on the torture racks of hell. And I think people don't recognize how much they're living on the torture racks of hell because they're medicated. That's another way we're in a pit. We're in yeah. medications, mm-hmm. whether the medication is food or um, experiences or entertainment or escapes or, or whatever your means will allow yeah. you to escape. However, you know, whether it's a vacation or, a, you know, a, whatever it is. Most people don't get vacations, but it's whatever your means will allow you to escape. So it's denial. We, we think denial is our friend. Denial is not your friend. Denial is a thief. He steals your time, your energy, your life. And, and, and really, literally, your life is being wasted second by second, moment by moment, as you're trying to deny uh, what, why you're here, deny, resist, um, kill time. You're not entering into your life because you're seeing and have seen and learned and taught and, re- and psychologically reconditioned to believe as if I step out and take a stand, if I, if I be myself, if I trust God, then I'm going to be hurt again. And so people are, are locked in those pits because of pain and because of fear of pain. And they don't realize if you just face it, you're going to have to, there's a certain amount of suffering and pain down here. You might as well just face it, get out of the pit and live because there, it's no worse to live than, it, than it, it's, it's actually better to live in, in that place of having to be strong and know who you are and risk the pain of being rejected than to live in the pit and never accomplish a thing. And a lot of people, you know, are in pain, you know, just emotional pain, mm-hmm. hurt, wounded by bad relationships, bad things that were said and done to them. Mm-hmm. And so they say, well, let's get some relief from the pain. So people turn to, you know, alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and, and what happens is that you're in a pit and then the pit gets deeper. What, what you think is going to relieve you actually binds you stronger than where, where you were bound before. So the thing is, you know, what's, what was happening is we're being manipulated by the psychological warfare and reconditioning of the devil. Um, and we don't even see that. We don't, like we said, we don't even catch on to the fact that we're being seduced, set up, drug into in the pit. So what happens is we get full of despair, depression, dullness, dullness of heart. We're oppressed, lying in these dens, in these caves, uh, concealed by, we think, protected. But there is no protection because we're going to give up our life to be protected by the cave. And that is not a good trade. That is not, that's, a, that's an irresolvable conflict. You need to, we want to be set free, be removed from the prison houses uh, of and, and the holes that Satan has pushed us into, and we want to walk in liberty and life and power and authority in Jesus Christ. If we recognize we're in a pit, then we think, okay, how do we get out? How do I get out of this? And so, you know, there's an a, a escape, you know, through whatever we, you know, we talked about drugs, just entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. you know, all but, kinds of things. Like it can any any sorts of thing. How many things that we do are simply th- there to try to escape the pain that we have in our hearts? So another thing too is that we we can turn to religion. We can yeah. turn to help. You know, we can uh, mm-hmm. uh, go to a motivational seminar or something like that. So we can uh, something that we can do. Always, always, always something uh, we can do. 
to try to be. We're going to do this, try this, go there, pray this, whatever, stand over here, eat this, um, <laughs> jump into that, buy that. It's just endless doing, doing, doings. And truly, it doesn't deliver us from the pit. You must have tried it enough to know these things don't work. But in Psalm 18, um, it's verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. So the, the deliverer is, you know, we move from the pit to the rock. Jesus Christ is the rock. He lifts us up out of the pit, out of the oppression, out of the deception, out of the delusion, out of hopelessness. This is a trial down here. This world is full of misery and suffering. It is a beautiful world. And yes, God keeps us in this world. And, but the only way you're kept in this world where Satan is filled it with pain and misery is to allow Jesus Christ to be your deliverer, your fortress, your rock, your healer. He says in um, Isaiah chapter 53, um, surely he has borne our griefs and carried ourselves, yet we esteemed him stricken. We thought, well, he's been picked on. He's not doing any good. Smitten by God and afflicted. We don't understand why he's being smitten. He, but he was bruised for our transgressions and he was wounded for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. For all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. So Jesus took the suffering, the pain, the, the backsliding, the, the transgressions of all of us. He took that all on him to take care of it, to deal with all the sin. So you don't have to continually suffer to pay for your sin. We will suffer, but now let's suffer as part of the redeemed, part of the remnant, part of those who love their lo the Lord their God and are willing to lay down their life for him not because he's demanding it, but because we willingly, because we love him. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so another thing I'm thinking about, what, what's the difference between somebody trying to do like a self-help, a self-help regimen of some kind, and, and then and the difference between that and coming into an understanding of well, our identity and the word of God. So well, the revelation like, of so Jesus there's, there's Christ. There's two different things here. They seem like they've meshed together, but talk a little bit about that. The revelation of Jesus Christ brings peace. There are only two kingdoms. There's not a kingdom of me, myself, self-help, self and I've got to do it myself. There's God and the devil. Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. So if what you're doing to try to get out of your pit is creating stress, anxiety, frustration, anger, control, um, dis despair, whatever it's all, those things are not from heaven. The way we get out of the pit is to surrender to Jesus Christ and allow him to lift us up out of the pit, out of our troubles, out of the fear, because Satan surrounds us with fear on every side. It might be fear of an illness or a disease or a diagnosis or a, a relationship with a child or uh, you know, a, a terrifying marriage, whatever it might be. We cannot do it. We cannot fix it. We have to surrender. So the key is actually to let go. Uh, and I don't mean just let go and give up, but let go and uh, and allow God to do what he can, only he can do. He is our shield. He's our salvation. He's our stronghold. It says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies, whatever those enemies are. He says, the pangs of death encompass me. This is Psalm 18, verse 4. And the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. This is really true. We're in such a deep, terrifying place of the flood of ungodliness all over the world. We're really on the brink of whatever 
disaster Satan wants to plan for us and at the mercy of God. The good news is that nothing happens without God's permission, uh, ultimately. And if there are things that are happening out, that are outside of God's love, which, love and will, which are a lot of things, God is able to redeem everything and anyone out of those situations. So when the pangs of death encompass me, and the floods of ungodliness surround me, and the sorrows of Sheol surround me, and the snares of death confront me. In my distress, he says, I, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my, my cry came before him, even to his ears. The, God is hearing, and that's one of the other problems. We don't think God hears us. We don't think he knows. We don't think he cares. Um, that he's, he's irresponsive and irresponsible to not want to respond to us. Verse 16, he sent from above. He took me and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. There it is again. And from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my what? My support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Do you believe that God can do that? That he can bring his support can bring you out into a broad place and deliver you because you delight in him and he delights in you. Yes, because if it, it weren't so, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have said that. But you see, the thing is, we have to receive that. We have to believe that. We have to allow him to do that. I think of what Corey Ten Boom said, who was a famous. You know, her family hid the Jews during the World War II, hid them from the Nazis, and she became a you know a strong believer. Traveled all over the around the world. Uh, talking about how the suffering she experienced and how the Lord gave her victory over all this. And she said, one of the things she said is that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Mm -hmm. So if you're today, you are in a place of, of depression, of fear, where everything seems to be overwhelming. You, you seem like you're in a pit. And then, and then everybody else is throwing rocks you know, at you. Throw rocks and you, feel, trying to fill up your, your 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 pit with with all kinds of things that come against you. There, Jesus is the way. He's the way out. Mm-hmm. He is the only way. If you call unto Him. What did you just read it, Margie? Here He said He delivered me from my strong enemies, mm-hmm. and He said He delivered me. He brought me up out of this calamity mm-hmm. and he said he Into delivered me because he delighted in mm-hmm. me because he loves you he is there to to bring you out of that and lift you out we of have that to, we have to understand however how we get into these pits how we get into these places of calamity and part of it is disobedience part of it is unbelief part of it is doing our own thing and and, and not following diligently after the lord you know we're feeling mm-hmm. guilty for our sin we, you know, and we try harder to stop sinning, and that's not what the Lord says. He doesn't say be good. He says follow me, and so the sin has been technically taken care of. What we have to do, however, is confess it and repent, and then turn and follow Him, and then He can reward us according to our righteousness. Because if you're still in that place of guilt, shame, condemnation, accusation, the devil will bring your the things he is accusing you of doing and tempted you to do and get got you to do. Bring those things before the Lord God and make his argument before the court of heaven saying, God, I have a right to bring my demonic judgments upon them 
because they're still listening to me. So the bottom line on getting out of the pit is called obedience. It's obedience to the to the will of God, surrendering your will to the will of God and saying, Lord, I can't do this. I've tried to do this. I've had it my way, done it my way for many years and days, and I'm just getting deeper into this, and no one seems to be able to help me. But I will tell you what, I will give up my miserable life and my desperate attempts to do it my way and I will give my life to you because that's the only way my life will ever amount to anything or I'll ever get out of this pit. And believe it or not, when you do that, joy, hope, peace, things begin to change in your life. The life that was miserable now can become uh, memorable and, and, a, and a great blessing um, but you're, because you're going to be living in peace and you're going to know that the peace does, does not come from you being perfect and never, never sinning again and, and being religious and being obsessive about religion. It is, it's coming from knowing the goodness of God, that God is love. God loves you. He knows you're going to fall down and make a mistake. He just wants us to come to him and allow, confess our sins, for, uh, you know, and, and forsake them and ask the Lord to help us. And then live in your true nature. Your true nature is your divine nature made by God to love justice and truth and mercy and holiness and purity and, and, and goodness, not to shun it, not to try to live contrary to it. Even the most despicable, um, depraved human beings made were made in the image of God and still have within them a desire and, and an ability to love God and know the truth. But the thing is, Satan is so entrapped and enclosed and cased and buried them under concrete that it's hard for them to even know who they are. But once you come out into the word of God, trusting the word of God, knowing who Jesus is, surrendering to him, repenting and, and following him, let the Holy Spirit begin to guide you and lead you into, into truth and freedom. And this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus shed his blood on the cross to get us out of your pit of the pit of sin, the pit of the lies of the enemy. Um, he, he, that's why he gave his life. That's why he rose again. That's why he, he taught with such power. And, uh, thank God we still have his words, Marjorie, of, of teaching and, and, uh, Encouragement. and life. And it's interesting in Zechariah chapter nine, verse 11, he says, as for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. You know, that because well, of the blood that Jesus Christ has given on the cross. He's already made the way. Mm-hmm. He has made the way. He is the way. And, and here's, here's what the psalmist said. He, he got out of a pit. <laughs> Psalm 40, uh, David, he was, you know, he was in a lot of pits in his life. Caves and pits. Caves yeah. and pits. Literally. Literally in mm-hmm. caves and pits in his life. And he says in Psalm 40 in verses 1 through 3, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me. That means he just he listened me. to me. He, his ear, it came he, up he, into his he, ears, he, ears yeah, of God. And, and, my, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up, up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, mm-hmm. you know, where he was sinking, down, down, down. And he set my feet upon a rock. rock. And established my steps. Mm-hmm. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Mm-hmm. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. This is his this is a powerful testimony. When 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 the Lord, you know, you recognize the pit, you repent and you get out of that pit 
the Lord brings you out of that pit, there is, there's a testimony. I was sinking deep in sin, like the old song says, far from the, the shore. And uh, anyway, sinking to rise no more. But the Lord, he did it. He brought me up out of the pit. He put me on a firm foundation, the rock. And Jesus really is the rock. And he's the rock of our salvation. He establishes our steps. He puts a new song in our mouth. There's a testimony. There's a joy. There's a power within us. And when we testify to that, people will see it. He says, many are those who will see it. That testimony this can will be your cause testimony. them also to say, hey, I can give them hope. I can get out of my pit. This, I don't have to yes. stay here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, they will see what God does for you and they will put their trust in the Lord as well. Well, we need to know. You need to know that you can get out of the pit by the grace of God. And he says in verse 7 of Psalm 39, And now, Lord, what do I wait for? What are you waiting for? He says, My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. He already did that when he died on the cross. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. I was mute. I did not open my mouth because... It was you who did it. Remove your plagues from me. It's really the enemy who's bringing these plagues on us and making us think it's from the Lord because of our sin. But he says, I was consumed by the blows of your hand. He says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Remember, every we're, we're but a vapor. He says, hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent to my tears. God is not against us. God is not mad at you. God already knew you were going to do all those sins. He knew your path was going to be trouble and strewn with all kinds of Uh, difficulties and rebellion, but that's not who you are. Do not be silent to my tears. Cry out to God. Don't believe lies about God. For I am a stranger with you, he's talking to God, a sojourner as my fathers were. We're all pilgrims passing through. This is a temporary life. This is a temporary part of an eternal life is what it is. Uh, Remove your, your gaze from me that I may regain my strength before I go away and am no more. God is the one. Wait patiently for the Lord and he will incline, he inclined his ear to me as Jerry read, and hear my cry and bring us up out of this horrible pit. So Father God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, straighten up our thinking. Deliver us from the crooked lies and perversions and, and distressful uh, thoughts. The enemy surrounds us with, I think most of us, our, ca- our caves and pits are corrupted thoughts. And in the Bible says, "Be um, take captive every thought Make it subject to the obedience of Christ. So the war we're in, the caves we're in, are the lies we've believed and permitted as we think and feel with our souls instead of operating in the spirit, knowing the truth. So don't use your soul to think and feel. Use your spirit given to you by God to walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust, the lies, the confusions of the, of the, of the, of the flesh, which is the soul and the body. So Father God, all these things that we've said, Lord, you are able to take anything here or nothing and open revelate, give an open revelation to the ones who are listening that they can be part of the glorious army of Jesus Christ. They don't have to die in the pit. They don't have to just live in the pit. They don't have to be just cut off by the pit. Lord, lift us out. Let them see that even in their mess, midst of the mess, you can be and are their rock. Bring them up out of the pit today, whether it's sickness, unbelief, doubt, bitterness against God even. Remove it, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Do a mighty work. 
Reveal yourself. It is your life, your love, your truth that sets the captives free, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Talk about the book, Doing Relationships God's Way. Yeah, that's an interesting one because, you know, relationships are roads, roads between two people. And when the road gets strewn with bitterness and broken promises and abuse and gaslighting and anger and angry words and expectations and control and witchcraft and manipulation and narcissism, etc., then you don't want to go back and forth on that road anymore. You don't want to go to their house anymore. You don't want to know them anymore. You don't want to be by them anymore. And so the relationships are broken. And this is the foundations of society are the relationships we have with one another, family, children, parents, whatnot. And so Doing Relationships God's Way is a book that talks about the pitfalls of difficulties living in with difficult people, your relationship with yourself. By the way, every relationship you ever have starts with your relationship with yourself. If you don't like yourself, you're insecure, you're distrusting, you're whatever, that will be the, the method, the, mes- the mechanism through which you do relationships with others. So doing relationships God's way, very good for the upcoming lovely month of February when we get into love. Love. <laughs> well, God bless you all, and we'll talk to you again soon. And have a triumphant week. And we declare, you are out of the pit in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him lift you out. It's not that hard. And be blessed. Be set free. Know who you are and be loved. Stand on the rock, Christ Jesus, and walk with him. Amen. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.